What up, world? It's your boy Rio. And your boy E Fights. And this is the Tinted Reality Show. Let's, Let's go. Yo, 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 what's good, homie? What's good with you, folks? Back at it, dog. Episode seven. As I as I sip my drink ever so slowly, you know what I mean. I'm faking it. Okay? I look like a plastic cup, but it's Oh, I thought you was killing it, man. It's like, yo, what's in the red solo cup? Good job, bro. I was moving. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I feel that shit. It's, it's crazy how something like that would just, uh, you know, you start living in a place you don't realize how much shit you acquired. You know what I mean? Then you look up, where all this stuff from? There's always twice the amount of stuff that's in the house is before you moved it. The crazy thing is, like, I felt like, all right, we acquired a little bit of stuff. Mm-hmm. Bruh, like, we couldn't move the first night we went here. What we gonna do? Yeah. Like, just keep everything out of the bedroom, because at least we can go to sleep. That's it. That's it. You gotta phase that thing, man. I learned that, uh, uh, when we moved here, man, my dad helped us move. My dad and my brother-in-law, bro, I'm still looking for stuff. <laughs> yeah, we done, we done knocked out like 15, 20 boxes, but it just, it's still a lot. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, we went from 3,100 square feet to 14. So. Hey, that's what it do, yeah. man. Shit, you got one more move left in you, though, dog. That's it. That's <laughs> it. We got to move. move to Missouri. Nah, man, we gotta buy that town in Georgia they got for sale. Oh, for yeah. Oh, that's right. That's, right. <laughs> that's, that's crazy, right. man. Toonsboro? Yeah, Toon. Is it Toonsboro? Yeah. Toonsboro. 1.7 milli. That is all about investments, man. I feel like I done laid the plan out. We just need a couple of investors. No, oh, that'd be crazy. The plan is in place. To own the whole town, man. And, uh, the new Wakanda. Hey, that's it. Let's go build Wakanda, man. <laughs> call up Spike Lee, man. Tell him we need... Or oh, Wakanda West. Seven. You know what I'm saying? Just be the, the American version. Tell him I got 10% of 10% on it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My pockets is hurt, man. Yeah, we can name we can name the theater after Spike Lee, too. Everything, bro. Yeah, Tyler Perry, somebody. Somebody. Somebody thinking about it out there. But then again... That's what it boils down to is pulling your resources, man, community-wise, and, and buying something like that, man. And especially exactly. if you, if there's something nearby, you know what I mean? Something that you can really galvanize the daggone community around, whether it be like a body of water or a lake or something like that, man. I think you mentioned uh, the uh, like the, the weed industry, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Marijuana grows at that joint. Some crazy. You had to cut this from the from the real, baby. We can't be giving away secrets. Hey, it's all good, man. <laughs> Once the federal government figure out how to how to tax it and insure these daggone uh these uh distributors and whatnot, man, there's gonna be all kind of tax money floating around. Exactly. Yeah, man. It's crazy out there, bro. That I mean, I think that's a cool idea though. I'm looking at it right now, man. It's like seven hundred residents still call it home. Why the residents currently there didn't buy the joint? That's crazy. That's something to look at. Well, what they did is probably they bought the the best property mm. and left the rest. So they 
because I want to know how many of them are renting and are we going to get their leases? You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, uh, that might require a little research, man. Them jokers, yeah, I want to go. I want to go there. That might be selling the shits out of town, man. With nothing exactly what I'm saying. You seen some of the houses on the website. It's like, uh, but it seems very, I got to pull it up right here. It seems very historical. Um, right. Like I said, I'm, I'm sure there'd be some kind of limitations to what you can do to the town. You know what I mean? For as, as long as we can remodel the houses, I don't really care about the. That might be the part of it. Real old timey. So, is it that we can't change the outside of the building <sighs> or the inside of the building? Because that's a big difference. I don't think you can do any of that. <laughs> Got to be able to change the inside, man. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, because not every. Not every it's building. Old wiring and everything in there. Yeah, probably fire hazards and exactly. no longer valid. More than likely. Accidentally kick a hole in the wall. Oh, that's oh, it says right here. New owners, they're looking for new owners that understand its uniqueness and importance in preserving historical properties. So unless yeah, you're I mean, gonna build some new shit. Hey, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of land out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got Jones Drive. Ah, huh. <laughs> Boulevard. Exactly. The like just came and took over. Sacred anymore, man. I want to do it bad, man. No, nah, man. I want to do it bad. Why not, man? Even if it's not that town, if it's somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not go back and create that Black Wall Street, man? I think um, ever ever since Tulsa was in nineteen twenty one. Yep. It's, it's always been a mindset to regrow and to recreate that type of ambiance, man, of uh, of ownership and uh, prosperity, you know. And I and I think it could be done, you know what I'm saying? Like, and a lot of rappers are talking about it right now. When they when people are saying, buy back the block, buy your block, and, you know, things like right. that. To me, that's that's how that translates. It's to, yep. own, own, to have that agency within yourself to where you can do what you want. You know what I mean? Exactly. And a lot, a lot of people, uh, even a lot of people that think they own stuff, they don't own stuff, man. Like, I got three houses, bro. I don't own them. I'm still paying the bank. <laughs> Shit. Did My you get the land, too, or just the house? What's that? Did you get the land, too, or just the house? Yeah, the land, too. Okay. And the thing I with that is getting, you know, some states won't even sell you, like, mineral rights or anything like that. Right. So, like, it's illegal to catch Rainwater, bro. I fuck the government on rainwater. Rainwater. <laughs> man, what the? It's fuck? coming from the sky. God gave us that, man. <laughs> <laughs> rainwater. God taxing me, cuz? Jesus. <laughs> home, you gotta get a, a homestead tax to get out of your backyard to grow your own veggies, man. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> the game is crazy out here, man. Arizona's actually, you can do, you can do homestead out here. Really? Yeah, like, yeah. within the state it. limit, or is like some county joint? Nah, some county shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Deep out there. Yeah, counties are a little more lax, man. When it when it comes to that thing, you know what I mean. But that's a little too biblical for me, right there. But homesteading? Yeah, Jack. That's that shit. Maybe, maybe in about ten years. Bro, that's how I feel like I want to live. But right now, I just we are all creatures of convenience. I'm yeah. guilty of it too, but every home that I've ever lived in, man, I get a garden going, bro. And you know, being raised in the South, Brahma had a garden. 
Mama had a garden, so it's like, well, you better know where your food come from. And yeah. that's what Killer Mike was trying to stress to people, like, mm. grow your own food, learn how to hunt, just become more independent, man. Bro, right? Can nobody say like, you look at the Italian culture, you look at the Chinese culture, all of them are independent. Like, they have their own little spot where they can go and be with their people. Mm. And they don't really rely on the government. You know what I'm saying? They police themselves and all that stuff. We need that, man. We need to start doing that ourselves. No, and then, absolutely. Yeah, then the respect will come because, you know, if they say, oh, you don't need us. It's like your parents when you're growing up. They're like, oh, you don't need us anymore, huh? You're doing, you're doing things on your own. Like, okay. You're grown, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same way. You think you tough. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what, though? Um, and, and obviously that happens in some communities, man, but I think you're 100% on, on target with that, man, because look at what, what COVID did. You know, man, you couldn't go out there and get shit paper, bro, because everybody bought it up. Like, exactly. The, the rush was so immediate that, you know, supply and demand can even keep up to what, what people was wanting from the, from the grocery stores. Man, nobody really stopped to think is that what happened when you can no longer get into Walmart, when Walmart is bought out, when exactly. you know, all these modern conveniences that we come to enjoy are snatched away from us, you know, like that. COVID exposed a, a lot of shit, bro. And, and, and a lot of, it exposed the our reliance on the system, our reliance on capitalism, um, like hands down, bro. When you truly look at it, that's one thing. And, and right now, I think that was just a drop in the bucket. Like, truth be told, I think everybody should be out right now and be galvanized to start their own, create their own, grow their own, and make their own. Because we've seen how easily this system could shut down. You know yep. what I mean? When the government is handing out $1,200 checks to people. Just yeah, but what you gonna buy when there's no no supplies there for you to purchase? That's my thing, man. It's like, <laughs> hopefully your landlord understands you. You you know what I mean? Come through in your rent, but that shit was tough, man. You know, even right now, think about how you know the federal government is saying we got to get back to work, we get this economy growing, and states are starting to move in that direction a lot more as these COVID cases continue to rise. Nothing right. is true between now and March when. when States start shutting down. There's no vaccine. You know, we probably learned a little more about it, but for the most part, shit. You come right here, in Missouri, bro. Hey, nobody got a mask on. I, I was out today. I'm all covered up. I'm looking like, damn. Y'all know something I don't know. Like, did I did I miss the Facebook feed or something? I got. I, it's hey, it's straight. It's hot girl somebody chip, man. You stupid. <laughs> hey, nobody got a mask on, bro. It's straight hot girl summer, man. Come on, man. Phoenix is different, man. Like, word. I see mask, gloves, all kinds of stuff. Mm. Not out here in Trump country, boy. God damn. And then, like, every store don't put up, like, the spit guard glass. Mm hmm. Where you can't, like, you know what I'm saying? Infect the person across from you. Even though, like, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm speaking it, that's going to take the, the path of least resistance. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> COVID comes out of my mouth and hit the glass. Like, oh shit, I better stop here. Like, right. Nah, I ain't gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the AC's blowing in, in, the, in the convenience store. Exactly. Glass up and they got a hole underneath. 
what if the vent's coming from behind me and I'm speaking, it's blowing right through the, you know? Exactly, like, just flowing. That's crazy. Not, not saying that, you know, I think some level of preventative measure is obviously warranted, man, but they be telling me with some shit, like, I don't know, man. Somebody looked at my wife crazy the other day. She came back from the store. She was like, yeah, this guy was looking at me like, she had a fucking mask on. Like, he felt some kind of way. I'm like, motherfucker, if anything, it's protecting your dumb ass. Exactly. That's crazy. So what if she had been positive before? He, he wasn't knowing not knowing that. You know what I'm saying? Just the straight yeah. ignorance. Like, <laughs> look at this one. She's wearing a mask. <laughs> I mean, trust me, black people don't want to wear masks. Bro, that's the only person already I targets. Hey, no real talk though. Around here, that's the only people I see wearing them joints. Yo, that's wild. Real talk, man. Real, you may see like you know those who are quote unquote in the uh, vulnerable population, the older people that they have them on. People right. who already had respiratory issues, but for the most part, man, it's all brothers and sisters running this joint. I'm like, all right. You'll be walking in lows in solidarity, like nod your head, like I see you, player. <laughs> <Come on this. laughs> That's how it is around here, man. Like, wow. I don't really see a lot of black people, man. So, like, when we see each other, we see each other. Are you okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> two times if you need my help. I know. Y'all be on some fucking, what's that? Uh, what's the Sunken Place movie? Uh, shit. What's the name of that movie? Jordan Peele movie when he was in the sunken place. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> get out. Yeah, get out. Y'all gonna see get out shit out there in Arizona, kid. <laughs> Madness, man. That's crazy, bro. But you gotta protect yourself. You gotta protect your family, man. I'm still exactly really harness those. Uh, and it's all about creating good habits. That's what we gotta get in the mindset of and washing our hands more frequently and doing it properly and stuff like that, man. I think we'd be fine, but, you know, we live in a place where, unfortunately, a lot of people don't re respect other people's space. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's real. Walk up on you, want to talk up on you all crazy, bro. I don't know where you been, dog. Yeah. Like, back up, dog. You get the husband in this hole. Uh. Get that goddamn stiff arm out there. Hey. Dang, give me six of them things. <laughs> I like when them old men from the south. Give me six of them foots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Give me six feet. <laughs> Give me six feet. <laughs> Crazy, bruh. Mm. What you sipping on? Man, I got a little something, something. You know, I, I can't shout it out because, you know, <laughs> they don't sponsor the show. Exactly. Ain't no free advertisement over here, man. <laughs> Time is money. <laughs> All I'm going to say is I hope it's Black-owned because we're supposed to be supporting our own. It's from the South. Let's say that. I don't know. I'm going to knock it out your hand, man. Oh, man. <laughs> is anything, like, like, and that's, man, it would be a beautiful thing to see, man, and just, it, it, like, I'm all about Black-owned businesses, and I, and I think it's so necessary, but yet still, I like, uh, I like to see the unity, man. And in a perfect world, that's what we would have. You know, but the times are so crazy right now, man. I, and I think uh, uh, Brother Dave Chappelle really drilled down on on this this eight four six joint was so timely, yeah. so savage and timely, man. I, I watched it like five times already. Yeah, I watched it at work. I was uh, you had to turn that joint down. Around, yeah. nah, I'm looking around like say something, say something. 
Oh, you had to turn it up another time. <laughs> yeah, man, but that brother nailed it. I, I think, wow, yes. of all the topics that he hit, um, and just that that raw, pure commentary of society, man. I think one of my favorite parts, I mean, I, had, I love the entire thing, don't get me wrong. I think it was spot on everywhere, but when he when he addressed uh when he started when he started the joint he was like you know carry on young folks i'm i'm comfortable right see and i just like ah like come on man how genius is that just to say you you guys are raising enough hell out there I, I'm exactly good. yeah yeah was basically saying like if you need my voice i'm here but you don't need my voice mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying y'all got it the streets are speaking for themselves exactly I and I think he, he really portrayed our anger and frustration yeah. with the situation, bro. Like, I was damn near standing up like it was church. <laughs> I was standing up in the pew, you know what I'm saying? Like, say it one more time. Say it one more time. Because I don't think you heard it. You dig? Man, he went, he went straight savage on that thing, man. And um, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. You know, I, I think one of the most poignant parts where he was like, how do you not feel that you will get the, won't get the wrath of God by doing mm -hmm. that to another being, bro? I've That's been saying that to people for a year. Uh, what y'all gonna do when we get tired of seeing our people die and we go on the offensive instead of the defensive? Almost nine minutes on that brother, man. And then he started talking about how the three times that the cops did get attacked it was military dudes. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That that goes, man. That's a whole another podcast. Think, think about it. You you fought, man. You I ain't gonna say how many times you went overseas, but mm -hmm. you, you almost need two hands. You know what I'm saying? Just um, <laughs> yeah. Um. So like, you went over there so that you to protect your family, so nobody could come over here and do anything mm -hmm. to your family. You know what I'm saying? And uh, like I used to tell people all the time, like I went in the military, so hopefully my son would never have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I could provide him a life to where he never has to do it. But I come home and it's like in in war, you had my six. Mm. You had my back. Now you're a police officer over here and you're gonna switch sides on me. Mm. And it's all because people are afraid to lose their jobs or they're afraid that when they call for backup, nobody's gonna come. You know what I'm saying? Like no, I think you're just spot on, man, because the, the, there's so many of us military types who got out that, that take that path because we like the structure. Right. We like the uniformity, the camaraderie, the brotherhood, um, you know, that, that that thin blue line gives them, obviously. So that, that's, a, that's a very valid point. I hadn't considered um, veterans who, who go into law enforcement that perspective and uh, – you know, it, it makes me always wonder, like, if I'm pulled over, and I've been pulled over, but never had to play the I'm a vet card. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm curious to what, what it even fucking matter, bro. Like, like that, that man could be a vet, too. And just because he's wearing a different uniform right now, could give two shits I'm gonna, my service. I'm going to tell you two things. One, Arizona licenses have that you're a veteran on it now. On the driver's license? On the driver's license. So you ain't even got to drop the, oh, oh, did you want only my ID? Race. He might you know what I'm saying? That's the trigger happy. And then two, when I went to Iraq, mm -hmm. I was home on the two-week leave 
that you get. It was uh, a group of cars were all in the left lane flying down the road. I guess they saw the cop on the side of the road. Everybody hit the brakes super hard. So I was in the car by myself in order to, to not run into the car in front of me. I went into the HOV lane. Nobody was in it. Right. Went into the HOV lane, went around the cars, and then got back over. Well, he pulled me over for being in the HOV lane. I said, he came to my window, and I was like, you know, I'm a vet. I'm actually home on leave from Iraq, really, right now. He take my license information, come back, like, I'm going to give you a ticket, blah, blah, blah. You were in HOV lane. I was like, I was there for five seconds to avoid the accident because I guess the people saw you, and they panicked. Mm. Ah, it doesn't matter. You were still, you're not allowed to be in HOV lane. Oh, by the way, yeah, I'm an MP in the um, reserves. I was in our, I'm like, I don't want to hear none of that. Like, give me the ticket. Like, you gave me the ticket. Like, get off my. He was like, literally leaning on my passenger side window like this. Having a conversation. Thank you for your like, service, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm out of here. That's crazy. I'm out of here. That like, and I think that kind of validates my point, man. I um, I don't think it matters when it, when it, when shit like that happens, man. And I don't know, like, because police don't make a lot of money in, like. I'm always baffled because you know you're making thirty thousand dollars a year. What could make at that at that price point, right? I I can't make thirty. Obviously, some do a lot better depending on your location or whatever. But right. I'm in a small town, man. I know them jokers be like, "Yo, the local PD is high, and we hire for like fifteen dollars an hour." I'm like, man, fifteen dollars an hour? I'm about to go cut this grass, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go work for that. You know what I mean? But then yet still those who do choose that profession, you know, we, we obviously need them. You know what I mean? There's just no way around it. But I think we have to really look at who we give the badge to. Exactly. Um, you should not be in a town or your municipality should not take a police officer that's saying all you need is a high school diploma or GD. Uh, and, 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 and you can do this physical test. Yeah, you can run a mile and a half or whatever the case is with 13 push-ups or whatever the case. But and, and that's not to say that just because you, you attend college that's going to make you some kind of, you know, law enforcement guru or wizard or anything of that nature, man. But what it right. does show your ability to, uh, to complete something, you know what I mean, to have that measured resolve when it comes to problem-solving issues, man. Because right. I, I think that the police force across America has been taxed with so much shit that they probably shouldn't even be taxed for. Like, it, okay, violence, drugs, all that good stuff, got it, man. But if I'm having just a, 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 a civil dispute with my neighbor or something like that, that municipality should be able to send out a, a mediator. Hey, exactly. we have over here, you know what I mean, whatever the case is. Or if, if somebody's having a mental health episode because there's so much trauma in the fucking hood, we need mental health counseling like big time man so like yes, sir. They, you shouldn't just show up with your gun out and then talking about I'm here to resolve the matter bro I'm already apprehensive at this point because I'm sitting here nothing but my clothes on and you got a pistol on me that you know you make one slip you can end my life I tell you right. and I don't mean to hog the time brother but this thing hurt my, heart, hurt my heart so bad today I'm sitting scrolling through Facebook obviously as I commonly do but it showed <laughs> They show these brothers down in Florida, like five young brothers, man, and uh, the lady recording, 
they, they cut through this yard. And you can tell it's a commonly cut, commonly used cut through because the, the grass is worn away. You did right. You got to get down and just wear it out. And yeah. I felt some kind of way about it. And he was, uh, he had the gun drawn on these young brothers, man. I mean, like, hands up. He's about 15 yards off of him, 20 yards off of him. He got, got the thing pointed at him. They're yelling at him, da, 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 da. and the people are starting to come outside. Like, what the fuck is going on? And this lady's recording, like, sir, please don't shoot these babies. You know, she's pleading with this officer. He, you, right. he's on ten. He's on ten. If somebody parks, then they might catch one of them things. Send it to me because I heard about that video, but I yeah, didn't see it. I, it's on my joint right now, and I, I'll post it. But uh, I sent it to you, and it, it was just so like it had me. It had my heart doing that twinge. It's like, oh my God, what is it? What am I watching? You know, and mm. the only thing I can think of is the amount of trauma that these young brothers, these 12, 13, 14 year old boys would have um, for the rest of their lives because of that one encounter. Yep. Because one, you know, Officer Friendly did too much. He was too over the top and too aggressive with it, man. And that really hurt my heart. And, uh, God, you, you you gotta see the video, man. It, it's just heartbreaking, bro. And then you know everybody's like, please, 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 with this guy, cause he. Then then uh, eventually another officer come, and then goes up, starts talking. And he put his stuff away, but these guys obviously didn't pose any threat. Like I wonder right. if one of the kids would have ran, what he would have done? What he would have popped one of the little homies in the back? Like, Probably. Like, come on. Like these are he won't want nobody doing it to his sons, man. Not to cut through the fucking exactly. grass. Through the grass, Come on. In man. a yard that probably don't even matter to the cop. It ain't even his fucking yard. I'm you know what I'm saying? Like he probably don't even care. It's just the fact that they did it they in front did. of him. They did it. And he just he wanted somebody to just do something in front of him. And that's that shit right there, man. You gotta know when to be a sledgehammer and know when to be a scout. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that the lines are blurred because we actually them to do so much. And the trauma that these young brothers experience, man, it's, it's like inadvertently being in Afghanistan or something like that and you're creating your own enemy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you down there, you knock your go, I don't give a fuck about it. I get the fuck away. America's here. And then next thing you know, that guy, 10 years later, that kid's now, he's in the Taliban, man. Now he's an Al Qaeda fighter. Just because. Yeah, he just hit me with something. Yeah, like so. What's to say their next interaction with a cop won't be totally different just because of the first interaction? Because of that. Because of that. Yep. Absolutely, brother. And, and that's the whole thing, man. You know, and it's, I get that the job is tough, man. And we always get on police. I don't know how the fuck we always get on police. And I guess it's so relevant and timely right it's, now. But, it's just the times, man. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And I, I get where they are, man. But, you know, downrange, when you, when you do that, the hearts and minds. Right. At some point, you gotta you gotta keep that edge about you as your officer, and I get that. But to, to you gotta have to show that compassion um, when necessary. You gotta be able to turn it off, though. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. You, <laughs> you can't turn it off. <laughs> Nobody's on team. All the time. God damn! You get something like, when, stuff, like yo, man, why the come the fuck down? God, like, like what David Chappelle said that the guy pulled him over the day before he killed the other guy. Right, that's crazy. I was just like, wow. What if he was he was tuned up that day? Right. He would have lost one of the greatest in the generation. You know what I mean? Just because this guy was 
having a bad day. Just because. Well, who's to say the guy didn't want to do it, but he was like, "Oh shit, that's Dave Chappelle." Shit, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I gotta choose a different one. He's famous. Yeah, I can't get that one. I'm not gonna get away with that. That one's too obvious. Yeah. yeah. I just think that in their training, maybe the training needs to be longer. And they need to talk about the psychology of, you know, what they're going to experience in the street. Like, I remember, because I was a medic when I first started mm. in the military. And uh, I remember, like, the training that we had, like, they showed us, like, open wounds before they were had surgery on them. Like, they, you know, and we talked about, like, you may see this. This, this is the mind frame you need to have. So you need to be able to, like, you know, they don't want you to panic. Right. They don't want you to panic. So, it's the first time that you've been Right. So the cops, the cops need to go through that. And they need to just go through training, go through training. And, you know, once you go through training so much, it becomes second nature. Mm. Their, fight or, their flight or flight is telling them shoot to kill. That's when it. there should be an escalation of force. Mm. There you go. You know what I'm saying? EOL. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's that, man. I, I think that's where... Uh, President Trump is missing the opportunity to really, and they came out and said some old hogwash shit today. I ain't even catch the full gist of it, man. But um, to be able at, at the federal level to say, to tell you know those states and those cities to say, hey, if you're gonna receive federal funding for your for your police force, you know you have to meet said requirements, and you have to have there has to be at least, and every place is different. But you have to meet a certain requirement in order to receive these federal funds as far as the officer that you're selecting, that you're given a duty and responsibility to be able to take a human life. You should not be Joe Schmo out of high school, been on the force six months, and, and, and could kill a man. I, I, don't, I just don't think that that's... And, and how about this, too? So mm-hmm. if you're not getting a lot of minority candidates, why not offer signing bonuses? Yeah, recruit that. That's what the military does. The military, oh, we'll give you 10 grand over four years if you sign this contract. Oh, now. You know what I'm saying? Why not Why not do the same thing? Bro, every time I go to a job fair here on the installation, man, the first and 90% of the people that talk to me, I'm walking around with a master's degree, working on my, my, my PhD. Mm-hmm. Every single time, it's the cops. Hey, big guy, can I talk to you? Hey, big guy, let me talk to you. Hey, big guy, come on down. Man, you interested in becoming a police officer? And I'm like, why? He said, it's the size. You want the size. But they want people to be physically intimidated. You know what I mean? Right. And that's, that's like, that's bro, I'm smart, too, you know? Right. <laughs> like, I do have. I'm, getting my, out the mili- I'm out of the military because of my. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got a little something up top, man. You probably right. help me, you know, I can help you do something else. I'm not. Running there, take my damn check. Shit. With these bad knees, I ain't chasing no assailants. <laughs> you got a whistle. Somebody right. help. Hey, I ain't yeah. Somebody stop paying one of them young officers. They ain't apprehending shit if you think I'm running. That motherfucker got me. I'll be timing you. Boy, you should go play sports. I'll break my yeah, yeah. I'll break my gun out. I break my stopwatch out, and every time a suspect take off running, I hit my stopwatch. 
Boy, that boy ran a four three forty. You should goddamn. You should be in the league, goddamn. Fuck. Right? <laughs> what are you doing out here? Yeah, man. What you doing, man? What you doing here? You fast as shit. Go, go, somebody tryouts. <laughs> go be a walk on somewhere. <laughs> I think I've seen that on live PD. The dude was like, "Next time I see you, I'm gonna try you." The cop, he told the cop that. Oh word! Got him. The cop walked him down. He was like, "Hmm." Wheels, <laughs> boy. Some of them boys got no wheels. Yeah, Boy. but that, that that's a cop that's probably always in that neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. So he knows, you know what I'm saying? He knows the kids, he knows the people. And it goes to your previous point on on, the other, on episode six, man, we was talking about that. Right. That community, not community policing and police of the community. You know what I mean? And, and that's what it boils down to, man. That's absolutely what it boils down to. We're going to get this thing right, man. We're going to get this thing right. And I just... uh you know, I pray that we're not 80 years old and still having this conversation, man, because our fathers will be. And they'll be still having this conversation in their 80s and I don't, fighting for it. Was that? I don't think we will. Mm. For a simple fact, the generation, the young boys, they're not out here for play, baby. No, oh, they want all the They're not out here for play. I'll be looking at some of the young like, cats. I'm like, hey, young man. Like, I, I wonder how many people caught the warning that Dave gave at the end of 846. Mm. Mm. That warning was strong. He basically dropped the mic on him, like, yeah, better tighten up. It's going to be hell. Exactly. These young boys, and, and you know what? And it's so unfortunate that because the fight is necessary, but it won't win the day. Right. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, and, and, and I get it, and I swear I do get it, man. Because it, I can't even have the time. I can't even watch this stuff because it gives me such my anxiety kicks in. You know, because you know, raising three young black boys, bro, that my anxiety gets me like, oh my god, what world am I about to release them into in, in the upcoming years? Mine is fifteen. Yeah. So like, I'm even closer. Man, I tell you, I had a conversation with my coworker one day, and you know, a uh, lovely lady, and she was like, "Well, why do you stay in a small town?" I was like, and "We were talking about the current protests and things of that nature." Then she was kind of like, "You know, why do you stay here after you retired and things?" And um, and I said, quite honestly, man, if I said my kids, man, I said it's a small town, it moves slow, you don't really want for anything here. You at least have the basic necessities. Now, you ain't gonna throw a, you know, ain't downtown LA or nothing. Man, crazy. Right. You know what I mean, but, and I told her, I said, well, look at the world today, man. And and if, if I could spare my young children an additional five minutes by living in a small town to where they got to go out there and face that shit, then staying here in this exactly. that's time is worth it. And I'm not shielding them. Don't get me wrong. Me and my kids, we have this conversation about Son, you're a young black man in America. You're gonna have to, you know, uh, you know, proceed a certain way. Right. And unfortunately, that that's what it is. You know, you don't have that privilege of just being a fucking anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just don't. You gotta you gotta work harder than to be smarter than. You know, you know what what's mean? crazy? I've I've been pulled over before, mm -hmm. and I've been reaching in a glove box before the cop get there to get my. Registration. Yeah. I, I never thought, even though I knew shit happened, I never thought that this motherfucker could shoot me in the back. You got a good cop. Right. You got a good cop, man. And I was in racist-ass Virginia. Yeah. When this was going on. 
it, it's some brothers out there wearing a the badge that are doing amazing things, man. And one right. one story today that really really touched my heart was the the, the the cop who pulled over. It was last year. He pulled over the sister for speeding, and she was rushing her baby to the hospital. Twelve day old baby was in and out of breathing. You know, he he gets the young baby. His body cam is showing. You know, he having a reviver and everything, man. And a year later. You know, he linked back up with the mother, and, and they asked him to be the godfather of uh, nice. the baby that he saved, man. And, you know, and I know the brothers out there doing amazing work, man, and necessary work, man. But I just don't think that it, it just pisses me off when I see somebody says black lives matter, and then the counter argument is blue lives matter. Well, no shit, blue lives matter. No, no shit. Everybody fucking matters, man. And blue lives matter is not the exception, but it's, it's the inclusion to be a part of that all lies. You know what I mean? And so exactly. when, when your kind of argument to black lives matter is blue lives matter, I think that's the way that people try to More not all lives. really recognize and not really have to pay attention to what the fuck is being said. You know what I mean? Because if, okay. if a neighborhood is burning down and my house on fire, my fucking house matter. You can't walk up in my yard talking about well, what about all the other houses? Motherfucker, my house on fire. Put right. my shit out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got an example for you. You know how there's t-shirts people make that say fuck cancer? Mm. The fuck cancer t-shirt doesn't mean we shitting on people that got brain tumors. <laughs> they got AIDS. <laughs> yeah. We're not shitting on people that got brain tumors. Yeah. It just means fuck cancer. It just mean, yeah, it so means Black Lives Matter just means Black Lives Matter. Listen to the words in the in the damn thing. We're trying and, to tell you something. Stop asking me. Yeah, and realize that we're not saying it just as it's not a slogan. Right. It's a reality. This is us crying out, like, look, we help, fucking matter. Help us. We fucking matter. We are under siege, man. Exactly. And, and, and you know what? And and some people get it, and just some people never will. Cause I'm telling you, man, I have thousands of conversations about this and it's truly hard for some people to grasp that there's a tale of two Americas. Right. Because that isn't their reality. And so it takes a special person to become an ally to say, holy shit, you know, this man is really fearing for his fucking life right now. You know what I mean? On, on the on basic shit that I take for granted. You know, is, is off, that- Off right? a basic everyday interaction. Yeah. Just based on common shit. Did you see the young kid? He was shooting hoops outside. Then he looked down the street and saw a car car coming, and he hid behind his jeep while he was shooting ball. You didn't see that, Johnny? Oh, wow, no. Nah. Young kid, maybe nine, ten years old. He looked and saw a cop coming. He tucked in behind a spare tire and stopped shooting ball to let the cop car pass. And then the cop car passed to continue to shoot hoop. He was that afraid. He didn't even want the cop to even see him. This is a that's, young eight, nine year old. I mean, I'm guesstimating on the wow. eight, but bro, that's trauma. Yeah, that's bad right there. That's fucking trauma, man. That's that's it's a lot of healing, man. That's like gang shit right there. That's like he see them as a gang. At some Anytime point they come around, bad shit happens. Yeah, that's real shit. And that's what he recognized. And the young man recognized that. When that car comes through here. Bad things happen and and people go missing, and I never seen. That's fucking crazy. A young man should never have to fucking see that man. Shouldn't have to even. Yeah, I can't watch that video. That that might break me down, man. 
bro. It's sad that at some point my 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 kids go from, you know, being this lovable, adorable, fucking quirky little dude that barely shoot a jump shot to being a threat, you know, just based off his appearance. That's reality for some people. That's reality for him. You and me. Based off that person's perception of him. Yeah. Just, just could be willy fucking nilly. Just mind his own fucking business, but I know you got something on you, sir. Right. <laughs> you fit the description. Of course I do. Come on. Yeah, you fit the description. Exactly. If you fit the description, you look just like that motherfucker that kneeled on that gentleman's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. You look just like him. You fit the description. Not me, motherfucker. Same, same clothes and everything. Same clothes and everything. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Always a pleasure, sir. Yes, sir. I don't even know what we had on time, man, but... We got to be great stewards of the people's time. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what that thing in my in my cup said to say. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say to all the people that saw episode six, and y'all have been like sharing it with your friends. We really appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we really came from the bottom, and you know what I'm saying. We're hoping to get to a thousand views, a thousand follows, a thousand subscribes, uh, probably by the beginning of August, that's the goal, you know what I'm saying, just keep going from there, hopefully you like our content, you know what I'm saying, if you, is there anything you want us to discuss, let us know, you know what I'm saying, we like to do research and you know, come at you with a, from an ed- educated point of view, Yes, sir. while still adding our military uh, sensibilities. <laughs> you know, we add very little uh, context from that point of view, but it's just conversations, man. These are conversations exactly. that are had in your local barbershop. These are conversations that are had amongst amongst people. How we talk on a daily basis, man. I, and I think um, just 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 to kind of revisit when we were talking about different realities and how people don't live a certain way or have to think about stuff a certain way. That's the point of the show. The point of the name of the show. Exactly. Reality show, and and I think uh, that's very reassuring, man. So, by all means, please follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Get out there, spread the word. Let people know that. um, Hell, if you want to be a guest on the show, reach out to us at com. We're here for it. Check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on iTunes, Podbean, Sketcher, Stitcher. Stitcher, that's a sketcher. What the hell is sketcher? That's some play. That ain't no sponsor. What are you doing? Damn. Sketcher, y'all better hit us up, man. I'm rocking your comfortable foam posit shoes. Why not? We rocking your orthopedics, bro. Y'all need to get that. Exactly. Some Nike walkers. You know what I'm saying? Go fasters, man. We rocking your go fasters. Get at us. Love, man, man. Every day, wake up, try to make the world a, a, a better place than you found it that morning. And exactly. I think we'll be all right, man. And every day you wake up, you can handle everything else that happens during that day. Thanks. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, bro. Love, homie. Shit, it's all about, man. Sir.